listening to the soft, soft, smooth sounds of Shea Sauvage. He uh, sent me a record in the mail. That was great. You're tuned into the Joke Workshop right now. It's Monday at 6 o'clock. It's time for some sultry, sultry comedy. But until we get to that, we're going to sign up the list and listen to more Shea Sauvage. Please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich here on the Joke Workshop, at least make the bread taste good. So a nice fluffy brioche toasted bun of compliment on top. Uh, some shitty, weird meat in the middle. You don't know what it is. And on the bottom, another toasty. Maybe some cheese in there, too. That'd be nice for everybody. Uh, pay attention to each other's sets. Hey, get that. I'll have a notebook out with a pen, because I have one tonight, which is exciting. Uh, so we're going to do four-minute sets with four minutes of commentary. If you'd like to say things, of course we want you to. Just find a microphone to do that, because it is radio. And uh, we can't hear you unless you're talking to a microphone. Uh, yay! We're about to get started. You guys should all go out right now onto the internet if you're listening here and go to the mutinyradio.fm website and buy your tickets now. The Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival this week, starting on Wednesday. Wednesday through Sunday, 25 shows in five days. What's Welcome to my nervous breakdown. Hey everybody, the soft, smooth sounds of Shea Sauvage. feel like they're having Thanksgiving dinner at their mom's house? Yeah, sounds good. The sweet, sweet sounds of Chez Sauvage. Uh, we're going to get to our comedians right now. Uh, you're going to hear the sweet, sweet, sultry sounds of your next comedians. It's soft and not soft. I don't know. He, his voice, it, it drips from the lips like a, like a honeyed wine. Every joke so sublime. Everybody, your next first comedian of the night, clap wildly for Brady Hold! Oh, yeah. I'd like to take a minute to drizzle some caramel all over this chest. Um, <clears throat> Comedian Brady Hold, uh, I went on a Tinder date yesterday that I would say went pretty uh, awkwardly. Pretty awkwardly. So I, I don't really drink. Don't really go out to dinners because I don't like paying for things. So, uh, match with this girl on Tinder. Things are going well. In fact, uh, made a joke right off. I'm like, tell me two truths and a lie. She's like, I got two fake teeth. I lived in Hawaii. I hate anal. And I'm like, is it that you hate anal? She's like, yeah, you got me. So uh, then she gave me her number and we started texting and she's like, you want to meet up? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So um, I guess I just went in thinking like maybe we were going to fuck because that didn't happen because we went to Alum Rock Park down in San Jose and when we were down there, it was closed down at the park. So uh, I call her, we meet up and... uh, 
make the first mistake is uh, I get into her car instead of bringing her into mine. Should have just done that. And uh, then I'm like, yeah, let's smoke some weed. So uh, bring out some weed and we're smoking. Smoking a joint that I bring because I'm a gentleman. And uh, kind of like right now, getting a little cotton mouthy. But uh, you know what? Every once in a while, I think in life, hey, what are the results going to be if I don't go for the kiss? They're going to be the same as if I go for the kiss and get rejected. So go for the kiss. And I went for it. And it was okay, but then a little awkward. And then, you know, some petting, kissed again, and then she's just basically said, oh, I just want to be friends. I'm like, all right, no second date. That's fine. So she just wants to be friends. I invite her out to a comedy show, as I do with all my friends, because that means I'll never see her again, because my friends don't come out to my comedy shows. But uh, then I think that wasn't too bad. Just check that off. You know, one down, 10 million more to go. You're Brady Hold. You're 29. Soon you'll be 30. You're going to get better looking. Then you'll be like off to the races. But then I get a text from her to me. This text was not meant for me. This text was meant for, from what I can infer, someone named Callie. And here's the text. Awkward date number 17. Kid thinks he's suave and kisses me because there was silence. Oh my God, so awkward. Didn't want to kiss him. Actually just wanted him to leave. Oh, the cotton mouth and his all the way open, gaping hole. Where's the tongue, I ask, as the slobbery thing slams into my mouth. Oh my God, Callie. Like, ew, I shudder. I told him, I can do this. She probably meant can't. I can't do this. I needed to leave. She probably meant needed to leave. And he still said he'd like to see me again. I didn't. I invited her to a comedy show. I knew I'd never see her again if I did that. So, <clears throat> then it was just uh, quickly, immediately, oh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then I text back about 10, 15 minutes later, wow. K. Because, you know, feel a K is the best thing you can give to somebody that you're never going to see again. Who knows? Maybe it will, maybe I won't. But uh, I don't know. It's just that's my life. That's where I'm at right now. And then I figured maybe this day won't be a total waste. And I tried and tell a story, not this specific one, at a storyteller's open mic. And then after the open mic, somebody says, hey, I really like your long form. But, you know, you should put some jokes in there. Yeah, that's my day. I'm Brady Hold. Sultry sounds of his bad dates and other things gone to waste. Uh, hey, I would start with the text first. I would give very little context, and then I'd start with the text because your setup was so long and the text is so funny and amazing. I feel like I would start with like, I had a bad date, it didn't work out. This is the text she accidentally sent someone else and then read the text, and then, I know it's not real, but it'd be fun if you wrote back as Callie, and you're like, oh my God, that guy's a dick, or whatever, but it's <laughs> you, but 
I mean, it's, I know that's not real and that didn't really happen, but making up, that would be like the big punchline, I think, at the end that'll work for you if you lie, which is writing, which is important, and say that you texted back as Callie yeah. and say something really funny about you being like, ugh, and his, and his Michael Jackson wannabe look, like whatever, <laughs> you know? So he's wearing a members only, or no, that's more like a Eddie Murphy jacket, maybe? I guess. Thank you. So. For the along with what Pam said, like make the story up front a lot shorter, and maybe make it like parallel to what she described. So like she's a sentence about like basically like she like I'm out with this awesome girl, and then she texts I'm out with this horrible guy. Like do like a yeah like a shot for shot essentially in the first and second half of the story, and then other questions like yeah well you could you text back, but like also like it, internally like you're imagining what uh, what could she say to recover like if she were to try and make up an excuse so like. As you're reading this, you're justifying it in your head. Like what, you could make some punchlines out of like trying to see her side of things type of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the main thing was just like point of view. Like you sort of lay out the facts, but like I don't, I think that's where like the work is, is like you need, like I know that it's sort of a crazy story, but you didn't like editorialize enough. Like how, I wanted to know like how you were feeling more yeah. as these things were happening to you it's like you've told the story and you've got you've got like the outline down but now it's like i think the point of view is like where the punchlines come in. it's like how do you like you didn't seem particularly like or like you didn't seem like you were super mad at her you didn't seem like you were super embarrassed yourself like so i think you just need to like attach more like emotions to like what you were experiencing and like more per, like of that point of view you know yeah i see what you're saying yeah, uh, the dry mouth thing, that was one um, concrete specific detail that you used and that came back again in the text. So kind of look for places like that that exist in the text and work backward because these are the things that she had a problem with and then you're like, I mean, when you recognize that you had the dry mouth, like that, that, that gives you a comedic thing where you're like, I know, I had, it was terrible. I, I was eating crackers before or whatever. Because I smoked so many, so much weed or I ate so many cookies that I just couldn't even. So that's yeah. like a way to editorialize is to go take the moments from the text and then go back and think about specifically what's happening at that time. Matthew Quirk has comments. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. Uh, so I hope you tie in like you had that part where you were tried to get her in your car, but you went in her car. I hope you tell it as part of a, like a longer set you tied into like, then I would have taken her home, like your car <laughs> or your home. Uh, and also, uh, maybe you think about finishing car. with, you, you made out with her, right? A, a little bit. Some people would call that a good Tinder date. Yeah. And like maybe the clothes well, with... Here's know. what's weird to me. Maybe it's just I haven't been on a date in a while, but it's like if you kiss somebody and, they, and you don't want them to kiss you, don't you say like, no, or stop. And that's why it just confused me so much afterwards. It was like, she seemed like she was having a good time at the time. So yeah. Anyway. All yeah. right, everybody, Thank clap you. wildly for Brady Hole's misfortunes! Yay! The dating misfortunes of Brady Hole, brought to you by Joke Workshop. You're on Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian. He's half of Destiny's mom. They have an upcoming show at the Punchline on March 7th. Get your tickets now. Uh, but you can see him even before that here this Sunday at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival as he hosts the Roast of Jesus. Uh, put your hands together right now, everybody, for David Roth! The 
energy tonight is electric. It's fun. So for me, compliments from women are always like the kiss of death. It's like, Dave, you're really great. I'm like, you're breaking up with me. It's like, yeah. Like, you were breaking up with me. I knew that shit. I predicted that shit. You were breaking up with me. Um, I don't know why a woman would ever break up with me because, like, I'm completely willing to change this body and or personality. You know? Like, I like when women... Like, that's why I keep... That's why I keep things a little bit doughy because I like to be shaped and molded. Um, I was with a woman and she was just like, I just want to be with a guy that knows exactly who he is and what he wants. I was like, okay, I can be that guy. Any suggestions? <laughs> I, had, I don't have a lot of sympathy for, um, like, there, I, was with, I was with this girl and she was, like, complaining about how, like, her ex was stalking her because she, like, rented this private hotel room as, like, a staycation. She's just like, I need to decompress and just, like, silence the noise. Um, but then, so she's at this hotel, and I'm actually over there. She invited me over, um, and so I started to, like, get freaky, you know, get under the covers and read Freakonomics. And then there's, like, a knock at the door, and there's, like, this delivery guy, and he's got, like, a dozen roses and, like, these makeup products for her, and it's from her ex. And she's just, like, complaining about getting this shit from her ex as a gift. But I'm like, how did this conversation go down with, like, her ex? Like, Jeff, I need you to stay away from me. This weekend, I'm going to go somewhere that nobody can find me, not even you, the Sheridan. Uh, you know, no, not the one at the airport, you, the one downtown, yeah, on, on Sutter Street. I just, look, I just need to go in like my Fortress of Solitude, room 509, um, without my favorite flowers and Sephora products, hashtag independent women. Um, have you guys ever had like, I, had, I have a new sexual partner, although this, this bitch broke up with me. Uh, have you ever had sex that's like kind of like a comedy and a tragedy? <laughs> a sexual experience like that? It was like the best sex of my life, and then I looked over and it was the worst sex of hers. Our faces looked like those theatrical, theatrical masks. I was like, she was like. <laughs> crushing it, Pam. Ha! Um, <laughs> Let's see. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's hard for me to, like, I had this, like, little Korean baby smile at me. It was, like, the cutest Korean kid ever. But it's, like, hard for me to enjoy the smiles of babies where, like, none of the adult versions have ever had, like, have ever shown a desire to have sex with me. It's, like, at one point, is this Korean kid, like, going to grow up and not want to have sex with Jews? Um, ha! <laughs> Um, I feel like it's when you say, it's kind of strange that there's just one word for love. Like the way that you say like, I love you to your dad is the same as your girlfriend to the same as like, I love hummus. Like, I just think it's weird. Um, and when I'm telling, like, there's this girl I liked when I was saying, when I was saying like, I love you to her, uh, she didn't say it back and I felt really bad, but then she just started dropping it on like the most inane shit. Like, oh my God, I love this casserole. Oh my God, I love these french fries. I'm just thinking like, so if there's like a cliff and like I'm hanging from one tree branch and then there's like this fucking casserole hanging from the other one, which one is she going to pick? I got to figure out that joke. Okay, thanks, Pam. Going and I got on my niggas.
niggas and I got them, but they wouldn't. Bringing up the energy. It's what he wanted. David Roth. What? Okay, I have a fix for your last joke. You said two food items that I, you said inane. You said, uh, these inane things. I love these. I love this casserole. I love these. Okay, so you can say, I love these kittens because then you talk about hanging in there. Then you talk about being on a tree branch, which is a very common poster of a kitten hanging from a tree branch and it says, hang in there. So you can go with, I love these, this casserole. I love these kittens. And you're like, I'm on a branch hanging out there. Like, yeah. and whatever and then the punchline is hang in there baby because people will recognize the kitten hanging from the branch if you set that up okay just and the doughy joke's really good yeah the doughy joke is good uh <laughs> I'm <laughs> I I'm interested to know with the like breakup compliments if you have any specific examples because I feel like that would be interesting because like the premise is good but I'm assuming that it's the conflation of many many experiences Uh, Uh, and some of those experiences I I think would be funny I I forgot the the, yeah the joke was yeah it's like I know what a woman says before yeah okay yeah I need to do it now yeah yeah. work it out Uh, and I this isn't like a particular uh, tip but I think that the premise of the word love being used the same word for different things is yeah. amazing so there, there's a lot there yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's a really good premise and and the Alaskans or the Inuits or whatever have yeah. 101 words for snow and 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 actually the Greeks had like a bunch of words for love there was the philia or the you know, if you look at like even through latin like there's philia which would be brother and brother love and you, if you look at all the different types of love that exist that in other languages that we've just dumbed down to one word like you could put a little bit of history etymology in there speaking speaking of greek uh those masks are called comedy and tragedy if you want to yeah. add that in there somehow yeah it's how you keep it off Right? You said, does anyone refer like sex, comedy, and tragedy? Because you did that differently than you did, did. last night. Yeah, in this, the, was, this was worse, right? Um, I, you put the comedy and tragedy in people's heads right. before. I thought it was, sh- like, I liked it. I don't think you need it. Yeah. I thought that the way you had done it last night worked really well. Because people, like, get it. Um, similar to what Joey was saying, I think that, uh, like, the for the love thing, there's stuff we say love that like we actually kind of hate also too. You'd be like, she, if you were like watching her, she's like, I love Grey's Anatomy. And you're like, what? I'm on the same level as Grey's Anatomy or like yeah, something yeah. else equally dumb. Um, yeah. The other thing I was going to say is you have that bit at the front about uh, the kiss of death. And then you went to this thing. We're like, ha, I knew, I knew you were going to break up with me. We were like, you're clearly celebrating. But then you did this like song thing and I wasn't sure. Like I thought the G- you'd already done the joke. I don't know if you need the, right, the like right. sing-songy part or just do the sing-songy part where it's like you're kind of like, Haha, I got you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Everybody clap wildly for David Ross. So now we're listening to Ace the Rapper. Caution, try me with two Ys. Uh, he's a local rapper out of Oakland who sent me his CD in the mail, so of course I'm going to play it. Send me your CD in the mail, anybody, and I will play it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Your next comedian actually does give a fuck. He gives so many fucks that he has his own podcast now called the Matthew Banks Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. He talks about comedy and performance with the locals. And right now, you'll get to know him a little bit more. Clap your hands wildly for Matthew Banks. Come to me, 
And I can't wipe a bitch Never cup a thought And I know you wanna block What's up guys? Yeah, player <laughs> That's very far from the truth uh, I'm a wannabe player, I guess uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I like get so much anxiety, like all day I've been like posting this podcast, I'm like trying to get it prepared. I, I like got mad props for you, Pam. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like not only like the technology part of it, but then you're just like laying yourself out there. It's like, here we are, you know, take it for what you want. I mean, I've posted a lot of comedy videos and shit like that, but you can just say, whoa, it's comedy, you know. I was fucking around, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I don't know, but I um, I don't know. I'm like a. I shouldn't say that I'm like a. I'm, I'm by no means Christian. I would nowhere near, but I'm uh, I'm like a pretty spiritual person, I guess. And I I don't know. I believe there's something here. Like there's something unexplainable, and uh, it kind of weirds me out and pisses me off at the same time because it proves me wrong like constantly. Like I think the universe like. I guess basically karma is is the thing, you know, like, cause like I, I've been like really broke lately and I know like if I want that shit to turn around, like I got to give some money away. I'm like, but it like pisses me off. I'm like, fuck, you mean I got to give more money to these cancer kids? <laughs> you know, but I did it last week. I gave him some money or a couple of weeks ago and now like I'm getting all kind of business. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. That's a weird thing to talk about. Um, uh, my grandfather told me when I was a kid, he said, uh, so the day that you don't learn something is the day you die. And I was just it fucking terrified me. So I'm like studying for class every day and reading. And like a week later, I just came to grips with death because <laughs> I, uh, I can't stand anything school related, like uh, reading and all that shit. I don't know. I just don't see the, I don't see the point. I mean, you got to read to like get places, but I don't know. What are you going to do? Impress some whore on like trivia night or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like knowledge, like knowledge is, I don't know if it's like, I shouldn't say it's useless, but you know, people say knowledge is power. I'm like, knowledge is fucking scary, you know, especially with the shit going on nowadays. Um, my buddy had a, had a child recently and like, I'm trying to care, but I just don't. And, uh, He's like, man, he sent me a video of his, of his son. He's like, look, man, Charlie's, Charlie just took his first step today. I'm like, dude, I've been walking for 30 years. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Get him a Fitbit? Like, and he's like, and he talks about how he's like proud to, that his son is walking. I'm like, dude, you're taking credit for biology. I'm like, I know plenty of kids that grew up in a shit home and they walk just fine. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, what else? I feel sorry for people that don't see color. Like the people here, especially, they're like, I, just, I don't see color. We're all like the same and shit. I'm like, I don't know. I went to a ramen place the other day in Oakland and it was all white people cooking and it was fucking awful. <laughs> like, I don't want white people cooking my ramen. Or like back home, you know, they have lots of soul food restaurants and like, I don't want like some some hippie guy cooking me a country fried steak. Like, look, it's, this is a grass fed. <laughs> whatever cage free eggs all that stuff um i'm so scattered right now sorry guys that you had to go through this uh that's it that's all i'm gonna try thanks
Comments, microphones, they're all There's, there's definitely a lot you can go into with, like, you know, the GMO-free, you know, uh, all that, you know, kombucha-fed cow with the, you know, the flour was ground individually, handcrafted, artisanal. Like, you could do a lot with that. I bet you'd hate that, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um it could be interesting with the karma joke to just, you know, you kind of mentioned that like, oh, I gave money to some kids and now business is happening. I mean, if you wanted to, I don't know if there'd be anything funny in this, but exploring like why you think that would have actually worked might have a little more to it. Right. Um, and then you say knowledge is power, knowledge is scary. It could flow if you're just like knowledge is terror on the back end of that. Just might sound nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think... I like this insight of like parents taking credit for things that happen naturally. I think maybe you could have a lot of fun with it. Just be like, this is what could ha- like, this is what you could do as a parent, and your kid would still walk, and then like paint a scene of like some fucking dystopia of like what some like trailer house with like crazy, you know, like this could happen and this could happen, and your kid would still walk. So like that could be a funny thing. The karma thing, yeah, it was. It could like a way to open that is just like it's harder and harder to be a Christian or something about like good karma is expensive or what goes around comes around. I think like you need some sort of thing, but the inside that you have to spend money to make money in karma is like a funny insight, but I need, I want like a, like you just need to make sure that premise doesn't like sort of spill out. Like you just yeah. need to have like sharpen what you're trying to say and then like to. Yeah, it needs to be way, way tighter. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's like it's sort of workshop. Like, yeah. but, it's a fun, it's a, you it's say a, it's joke workshop, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New title. Stakes are low, but it's a it's a fun insight that yeah. It's a bad idea. It's a joke workshop. Is this my con? Mm-hmm. I, I like ideas except for the bad ideas. Yes. I I like the karma joke too. I wonder if it would be funny at the ending if like because it said you said that you got more business and you don't explain what the business is. Like your business could be something that causes cancer, like selling. I mean, funnier than just selling cigarettes, but it could be some fucked up cancer thing. Alright. Um, uh, the way you worded it at the start when you talk about comedy, you're like, oh, like, oh, yeah, I put these videos up, like, and that's okay. People be like, oh, yeah, but that's just comedy, but with a podcast, they'd be like, oh, that's just your personality? Like, they're, like you, you kind of gloss over it, like, implicitly, but you could make it more explicit about, like, what the difference between a podcast and comedy right. is. Um, and I, there's more to do with your stuff at the end. Uh, like you talk about you make that like allusion to the fact that people say like I don't see color and it kind of sounded like and you're like I want to see color like I want to know <laughs> like what yeah, that's a good point. like who's what what's part of the rainbow to avoid their cooking like I, I'm trying to think, how did I write it down I, I want to know when I'm eating from the the cooking the kitchen of the wrong part of the rainbow because you're talking about like white people trying to cook yeah yeah anyway uh, there's just more you can do there yeah, I think that I don't want to see color. It's funny, but like that needs, I think, a clear punchline and resolution before you kind of get into the faux joke. Maybe like I don't want to, because we all think you know the whole colorblind thing. Like we're thinking one thing, and then you're you're turning it on us. But like I think, but it should be turned on us. It's like seems a little too late to talk about the. I don't think the faux thing is the first punchline in that. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, I got, like I got you. You need to resolve. You're you have a misdirect. Resolve the misdirect, and then. And then maybe go into that. That's just a suggestion. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
All right, everybody. Matthew Banks. Try me, run your ass down. Send you this podcast. Subscribe right now on iTunes. Yay! Your next comedian. Super funny guy. Beloved by all. Uh, always exciting when he joins us here at the Joke Workshop. Clap your hands wildly for Joey Avery. Uh, joke Workshop, baby. Stakes are low. <laughs> That's the new poster for this. I fuck with it. Stakes are low. Uh, I'll tell you guys a story. I had a cool experience. I uh, actually got to go to Africa, uh, which was really cool. And I highly recommend it if you can go, because I don't know if you knew this, but if uh, if a white person with a good heart and a little bit of money goes to Africa, it uh, fixes it. The whole thing, uh, yeah, it fixes the whole thing. The people of the Sudan come together. They sing a song with the hyenas. Uh, and an old man with a gray beard paints your forehead. It's really a good time. Uh, I recommend it. But I, I learned something very interesting on that show. I think what I learned most uh, was just about the concept of happiness. Because I feel like over here, at least you know in my life, I feel like it's, it's very tied into I want to get something or I want to get somewhere. I want to be successful. Like That's how people become happy. And when I was in Africa, I met the happiest person that I've ever met. I literally show up and this dude is wearing an old, torn, old Navy shirt, okay, with a canoe. And that's like all he's got. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how's, how's your day going? And he's like, I've got everything I need. I'm happy. And I'm sitting there with like a camelback and iced coffee and a fucking bad attitude. And I was like, shit. All right, I got to learn something with my stupid fucking adventure hat. Um, but it was interesting because you find out that a lot of people there that don't have that much are happier than people here who have a shitload, uh, which is interesting. But I don't, it hasn't fully changed my concept because even though I feel like you do have to be happy before you're successful, if you ever want to be happy, when you're successful, I still feel like I need some shit to be happy. For example, uh, I really want to be happy first and foremost, but it's the last way that I want people to describe me. You know, like, that's how I like to describe myself. But if you ask my mom how I'm doing and her first response is, well, he's happy. I'm not doing shit. All right. That is a response that that says I'm selling horsehair candles at a fish concert. All right. For a living. That's what my life is. If that's if that's the response. It's like. If someone's coming over to a party and you don't know them and people are like, well, he's nice. He fucking sucks. All right. (laughs) It's the lowest common denominator. You don't want that. Um, But yeah, things are good. I'm pretty happy. Pretty fucking chill. You know what I mean? (laughs) I wish I was. I wish I was. I wish I was as chill as my hairstyle suggests. (laughs) You know, that's like my real goal because I'm pretty chill. But like, that's a high bar. You know, I'm not I'm not as chill as you'd think. I'll give you an example. Like the other day, I was I was out surfing, uh, and I, I was on my shortboard, and there's a ten foot swell, and I was like, that's not chill. Uh, I'm kidding. I don't surf. <laughs> I just know that you want me to, uh, and it's true. I want to too. There's nothing else in this world that I would like more than to surf because it would round out my vibe so perfectly. Uh, but surfing is actually misbranded. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, surfing, it's super chill, fucking mahalo, dude. No, surfing is not chill. It is freezing cold. It fucking hurts, all right? The ocean tries to drown you. There are monsters there. 
it's not cool at all. I realize all I really want is to like be done surfing and like get out of the water. What's up? With my wet <laughs> with my wetsuit peeled halfway down, showing off that little muscle that leads towards your dick, you know, and just going up to chicks like what's up. That's chill, all right? Not actually surfing. I'm all about surf vibes. Um, all right, that's it for me. Thank you. Joey Avery, awesome. Yay! I have I have a few things because you had awesome stuff. First, uh, those cool muscles, the ladies call them ridges. The oh, ridges, the really? ridges that go down to your dick. The though that, that's the little mm. weird. Mu- that's what the ladies call it. Hiking down dick. At least ridge. what I do. That's what you look for uh, when you're fucking a guy. Oh, nice. uh, at the very top, when you're Africa bit, I'd love you to sing a little Lion King. You start talking mm. about Africa and like yeah. hey, like right. it's like he like a little bit of just a silly little act yeah. out there at the top. Yeah. You might as well. You're talking about Lion King, right? Yeah. You also said some really great things. A hat and the. Uh, you said uh, I wrote it down there, you did a list of things in the middle and it was like what is that I can't even read my own writing but you were like a hat oh and a camelback and all that oh yeah and the small case of malaria like you didn't mention malaria at all right it's kind of a common thing you could throw in as a right. punchline somewhere like he's so happy and I only have a little bit of malaria right like, I've only right. been barfing right. for the last 14 hours right um, and then I have exclamation points on uh, your concrete specific detail on horsehair candles at a fish concert. You're a genius. And uh, also your hairstyle suggests uh, the chillness, that exclamation point. Uh, and I think you missed a space. I know it's hack, but you you said it's not chill. And then you went on, but then you're talking about, you said the ocean is, but you could make, make a thing like, it's not chill, it's fucking freezing ass. Right. It's oh, like yeah, it's the ocean, it's cold. That's true. What is wrong here? Like you you started it, but you didn't get there. Right, Absolutely. Yay, but you're well, hilarious. Thank you. Hey, I think this was a little too polished for Joke Workshop, personally, for my taste. <laughs> um, you just seem really comfortable on stage with uh, tight punchlines. Um, I think... Tight. I like, I like this idea of this guy's happier, but like, if that dude, if that African guy came to America, how long until he looks around and is like, I need some shit? Right. Like, I kind of want you to take him out of Africa right see, like how long is this shit gonna last <laughs> right you know? that's a good call out of Africa um call it also <laughs> is there any you don't ever set up why you're there so like it works but like were you there you don't say like if you're on vacation or a safari or on a mission so I mean I think it works, but like, right. do you want to set up anything more for Explain. the misdirect, like why you're there? Or yeah, maybe. I mean, that was stuff. particularly a safari, but I was actually fun fact. That's where I started comedy. How about that? What? Yeah, wow. it's in Cape Town. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was I was studying abroad. That and, was um, oh cool. Uh, I really like this idea that surfing hurts. And how did the ch- like yeah like how did this how did this chill thing happen like? We, if, if that's true, I think we need to give these people a lot more credit or they're on like drugs and that's the only way that they can deal with the fact that there's like monsters. About right. So about. why are surfers chill? Yeah, like it is a, it's such a great observation because we all like to look at surfers as, you know, stoners and like lazy and right. like we have these preconceived notions of them and, and I think would say like in a negative way and I think, yeah, this bit is all about sort of elevating these dudes. Like, that they can do all this, this, and fucking have, you know, right. Andy Doritos or and, like, have dreads or, like, whatever kind of 
Yeah, maybe they're just chill outside the water because they're so fucking exhausted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so find like the logic <laughs> of how that works. Right. Yeah, but I think that's it's a fun, it's a fun thing to like defend. Right. Like, defend surfers because no one has done that. Really that's before. right. This is my this is my voice. That's <laughs> why why I'm put on this planet. <laughs> defend surfers. <laughs> yeah. Um. You're talking about like the being happy. Yeah. Like didn't you say like you want to be you want that to be first for you, but not to be perceived as right. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like when you say he's happy. I think you just need to add but. Right. You right. know, and then uh, also like, well, what do you want to be perceived as? Right. Like if you want to continue the joke or whatever like right, what right, is right. it like you want to be a gangster or, or well, you know <laughs> what, whatever you know yeah but, I guess I should explain for me it's just like if you're doing something really cool and someone asks your mom how you're doing she's like oh great he's on HBO or he's doing yeah, something yeah. like that it's not like well you know he's happy <laughs> 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 and so, then into the horse hair candles from fish. Yeah. I mean, that is so weird. <laughs> so I, I liked your set. I don't know if you're going for this, but I still want to punch you in the face for all your chill hair and your chill vibes. Yeah. And that Cape Town story ain't helping your that's jet right. set life. Of that's like, why I didn't. Just that's why I don't add it. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this guy. It got me feeling. It got me feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um. First of all, I very much enjoyed how you pretended not to know that you were next when Pam is like, next is this pit room favorite, blah, 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 blah. And you're just sitting there all relaxed until she actually says your name. Very chill. Uh, so I liked a bit about Africa. The other thing that I think is like very relatable about like white people going over there with a small amount of money and everything right. is fixed is like the second anything turn, like people get on a high horse about like, we need to care about the developing world, but it's like, oh, there's a bowl. Everyone's like, peace. Like, right. we're going back there. Right. But the second anything turns slightly in, not in their favor, it's like everyone's out. Um, right. I really, there was a, the, I mean, every, I, was, I agree with David. Everything sounded really polished. There was one line in the story about uh, he's happy when you're like talking about the guy at the party and everyone's like, oh, he's nice. And then he said, he sucks. Right. Like, that means he sucks. You could, I think it would be stronger if it was as specific like parallel specific right. as your fish hair thing. Like they're like, everyone says he's nice. That means, that means he's the neighbor and nobody remembers his name. Right. Like, that right. 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 Some like very specific example. And then just, he sucks. I think could make it stronger. Agreed. Um, yeah, it was really good. Thank you. Thank you guys for the great comments. Joey Avery, motherfucker. Joey Avery. Joey Avery. <laughs> Trying to work with Ace to rapper. It's, it's, it's tough. Uh, all right, we are moving right along. This is great tonight. Everybody's giving really good comments. It's nice when everybody pays attention and uh, helps each other out. That's what this is all about. If you guys didn't know, this is actually based on a long time ago. I went to gra- not a long time ago, but it's you know time keeps marching on. Uh, but I went to graduate school for creative writing, and comedy doesn't exist. You know, you can't you can't get a graduate degree in comedy. That's just not real yet. I hope someday that it exists. That would be amazing that you could go to graduate school and get an MFA in comedy. That'd be badass. Like in comedy writing, it doesn't exist now, but maybe we can hope for the future. But this was something we used to do with poetry class, and everybody would sit down and you'd read your poems, and then you talk about them in depth. And so that's how the joke workshop came about. And so we've been around for three years now and I hope that it's as helpful to you guys as it has been to me and it's just great to like forward like and have it be like a community thing where people actually pay attention to each other and appreciate each other's art because that's what we're doing here. I think comedy is, is its own writing art and you guys are awesome. So is your next comedian. He hooked me up in New York with one of the best shows I've ever done and I thank him so much for that uh, at a place called The Candy Store and it was really fun. And uh, he's a really great guy. You guys are going to love his comedy right now, everybody. It's David Klein. Dog never records. 
What's up? I'm going to art at you guys so hard. <laughs> Feel my art. <laughs> um, I realized recently that peanut brittle looks a lot like meth. It's in shards and it's glassy and it's made out of cheap shit you can find anywhere. It's addictive. Has anyone ever sucked dick for peanut brittle? Oh, maybe a kid. I don't know. Maybe a kid. You've seen it? Oh, you're a, oh man, the nanny should not be doing that. Uh, let's see what else. I, th I think... I'm sure a fuck ton of people have sucked dick for meth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> I, I'll admit I'm not an expert on sucking dick nor meth, um, but I, do, I think they happen in tandem. Um, it's, I, I realize like people are really obsessed with doing their own things lately and being, just being themselves. And I wonder in the future if kids are going to name themselves instead of the parents naming the kid. And I could see someone telling a story about like a professor, like back in the day, the parents oppressed us and they picked the names for us. That's why me and my partner, little John John, are talking to you about this. Um, I don't know if people realize how much our environment shapes us. I, I think it, it, it's, it's a lot. Like, have you ever spent a bunch of days in a shitty town, real shitty, and just been at a coffee shop thinking by yourself and just realized, I think, I think drugs are more important than teeth. Uh, so I used to travel all the time. I was in a touring band for like six, seven years and, uh, it paid even worse than comedy. And, uh, we did a show in Texas in front of 300 people. And after the, after the set, our manager said, they're not going to pay you some money. We're not going to give you any money, but they're going to pay you in jeans. Uh, it was women's jeans and, uh, a t-shirt. It was, we got the worst t-shirt ever made. It was a drawing of a vest with a drawing of like a ratted scarf and like a drawing of medallions. We looked like a bunch of broke ass Steven Tyler's. And it's amazing that we're getting paid in women's jeans tonight. Getting paid in jeans, getting paid in jeans. Oh my God, they're paying us in jeans tonight. Oh, we're getting paid in jeans, paid in jeans. Uh, I didn't sing in the band play guitar um and uh yeah we got back from tour and my wife and i were like cleaning up the clothes and she found the jeans and started freaking out she's like who is she who is she i is she <laughs> those are my jeans i worked for those jeans and i know they're inferior like they got no pockets you gotta put your hands you gotta put two fingers in each pocket and walk around like you're an extra bitch on 80s 80s movie? Oh, I said bitch there. There's no reason. I, I don't mind the word, but not there. And uh, they're so tight, you like can't breathe. Like, I don't know. The, the guys that run the fashion industry, they don't just love men. They hate women. They hate women. They hate women. Let's see if I can do this. Um, gonna fit those jeans. Make it work. Better wear them and enjoy it because two years from now you gotta throw those jeans in the trash because they don't have holes in them. And I want your little clit to freeze. That makes sense. Um, fine, you wanna be comfortable? You wanna be comfortable? You can wear yoga pants in public now because I say so. Everyone will see the outline of your choo choo, you dirty bitch. 
Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm. Anyway, that, that's enough. That's enough. Thank you. David Glide, everyone. What is the name of the character at the end? Is that the, that's the Nazi feminist? I'm trying to do Tim Gunn. Oh. I'm so bad at impressions. I'm so terrible. Well, I just you started didn't... listening to him on YouTube over and over again, and it's I'm barely getting better. You said make it work. That's but, good. Yeah, that's Tim Gunn. Voice. You, you didn't so say bad. his name, though, and you didn't mention the Design Wars or whatever the fuck, Project One Runway. That would be helpful. So name, name because the... Because I was like, I thought the character, I thought that character was the gay Nazi feminist. That's what I was uh, going to title that character. I was like, what are you doing? Are you doing the gay Nazi feminist? Because that's cool. Like, I'm down. Maybe I'm living in a, like a delusional world. Pretty close to Tim Gunn. I mean, he's not like <laughs> Nazi, but he's definitely like Germanic of some but sort. But he's not, he's not like a vicious... No, he's a sweet, sweet like man. Exactly. Mental leap to get over. So I have to. Okay, so but I have to. He's very sort of anal. I, so I guess. Yeah, that, I don't know. The, the the words that you used took me out of the impression. Oh, fair. First fair. line of it because I was so like I knew you were trying to do Tim Gunn, but then it just like went off on a completely non-project runway right. direction. It went in a Nazi direction. Yeah. I didn't know it was Tim Gunn, and I thought, and I wrote down gay Nazi anti-feminist okay. feminist question okay. mark. Okay. So, I, in terms of like an actual suggestion, I would either pick another voice or. What if I did like a night like a Tim? What if I actually learned how to do Tim Gunn's voice and did it a little meaner than he is? Like I'm trying. I mean, obviously the like, joke is that. I, I just imagine if Tim Gunn was in the room that designed these jeans. And okay, okay. Just, just, just call like you like you said, Pam. Just call it out. Just be clear. Like okay, imagine. Right. I think that's fair. People don't realize you're trying to do something he actually would do. No, I think you're right, and I tend to have that's to do fair. a bad job setting up a weird or punchline or an act. So I should thank you. And I, I felt like when you started talking about how tiny the jeans are with your fin- fingers in them, that you were being an accidental feminist, and I really liked it. And then you went in this other direction where I'm like, I don't know where he's going with Got this. It. But um, when you were trying on the jeans and being like, how do women wear these? That's, like, that's a fun window into feminism from a male perspective, because you could even get into and those shoes. Like, I didn't even put the shoes on. Like, you're supposed to wear those weird pointy shoes with this outfit. Like, you, you, know, you know, clothing really is oppressive for women yeah. so yeah. That, thank you what I was trying what I was trying to do is yeah be basically like yeah this is terrible for women the guys that run the fashion industry hate women right and, and that's funny that's funny personify that but I failed clearly but I, okay I get no, it you're on your way okay I, it's I, just I, the POV it's what they were talking about yeah. earlier the no, point that, of view which point of view and how do you set it up because we don't want to think that you're mean to gay people because no. that's not what we want from that or that gay people are mean to women we don't want that either right it's the funny part in between about the system that makes women wear these things and they happen to be maybe gay guys but not making right. an anti-gay joke just that they hate women right right I, <laughs> not that gays hate women but yeah. that it's the fashion yeah. industry that hates yes, women exactly so, uh, how's your Joan Rivers uh, imitation? Because, you know, maybe that would be easier for you to do than Tim Gunn. She's famous for the red carpet. And, oh. And, and also, um, yeah, I would throw in somewhere like, you know, along with that, with the fashion stuff, like, oh, and this bra is fucking killing me. You know, like, <laughs> sort of, that sort of thing. Yeah, I like that idea. The only other thing I had to add was that I is she is a really strong punchline. Oh. That parallelism. Yeah, I is she. I is she. That's good. This funny stuff, good premises. Yeah, super David helpful. Klein. Thank you guys. Ace to rapper playing in the fills. Good times. Yeah. No fighting dudes.
I want to see him in. I haven't seen him in roller skates in at least a year, and I just want to see you going down. The, I just. I. I think one time you came here in roller skates, and I'll never forget it. And uh, he's part of the Church of uh, Eight Wheels, and he's a really funny guy. You guys are gonna love him, everybody. Matthew Quirk. Yeah, I know you don't. Hey, what's with this uh, five nine? Must be five nine to use this microphone thing. So. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Ginny Hogan had a roast the other week and uh, I tried to get on the dais and she wouldn't let me on and then there was a cancellation and I was like oh cool I've been pestering her she'll invite me on no she didn't and then Jeff Dean shows up like late and she drags him on the dais to roast her so I didn't get a chance to roast her so I've got to get a few things off my chest about Ginny Hogan All right. first of all Brooke Heineken is here she was there yeah Brooke Heineken so, I don't want to argue about what your best feature is, but Brooke Heineken, what's that, a stripper name? You know, like, what's that, the street you grew up on and the thing to your left? All right, now that I've warmed up the day, on to Ginny Hogan. Uh, you know, uh, quite the collection of uh, uh, recessive male genes you got here on the dais. Uh, I got to say... You're always complaining about not getting any sex, but I can't believe that none of these alfalfa males made a move on you in all your time here in San Francisco. Does everyone know who was on the dais? No, no, okay. I know you know. Uh, anyway, yeah, she's always complaining uh, about not getting any sex, and I think maybe she's a little naive because she was saying that she only just recently learned what a butterface was because someone called her a butterface, which I think is tremendously unfair. Because uh, a butterface implies that you have a hot body. <laughs> I got one, one definite laugh. Uh, yeah, she's, uh, you know, she's always complaining, not getting any sex. All right, uh, all right. I hear your cries of woe. I'll have sex with you before you go. But if you could really work this out for me, it would really handle my bucket list pretty nicely. If I can have sex with you while you're going through your three Ps, that would be pimple, period, and palsy. I don't know if you've seen her. She gets a little droopy on one side of her face, a little winky. That would be, she could drool a little bit. That would be sweet for me. Uh, anyway, I would like to have sex with Ginny, but uh, I'm afraid it would be, you know, just her whining, you know, and then uh, she would leave before I got my four minutes. <laughs> Boom. That's a real... That's a real That's funny. That's a real Ginny Hogan <laughs> joke. That one was there. All right. Thank you and good night as far as that's concerned. Uh, so the only thing I have to say, uh, we were in like post-racial America for a while with Obama. Thank God that's over. Am I right? And now that we're back to racist America, I, I have to make a few comments that I've been sitting on for a while. You know, you hear a name like Jolandra Quay or Shalandra Kwan, you're like, that's a black name, right? So when you hear a name like Kellyanne, like Kellyanne Conway, that's a meth name. That's a methamphetamine name. Oh man, she got the hair of a meth head, she got the skin of a meth head, she argue like a meth head, man. Chris, crystal methamphetamine nombre as Kellyanne, right? Crystal methamphetamine girl, that chick is. I tell you what. She got good teeth, though. I'll give you that for a meth head. She got good teeth. All right. Hey, Trump is trying to move us off the gold standard. Yeah. 
uh, you know, not using the U.S. dollar, you know, as the, as the currency of the world. Yeah, he wants to move us on to uh, Gaudi ostentatiousness as the new standard of currency. Boom, that's a Trump dig. All right, that's all my stuff. I, I don't know what. There's the music. Music is playing. Matthew Crick. Yeah. We got comments from the people. Oh, nothing. I try. All, all the commentators left. This is probably unhelpful because puns are awful. If I couldn't, we kept saying Deus. I couldn't help but think there's got to be like an Amadeus pun in there somewhere. <laughs> like, Amadeus, Amadeus. I, I, I don't know. And it's, this is like such, un, that's so not helpful and so horrible. Fuck me, um, also on the Trump, the Trump joke. Yeah. Um, when you say he got us off the gold standard, I was confused. I'm, I'm guessing you're referring to the gold standard as the dollar, American dollar. Yeah, I fucked standard. up. He got us off the dollar and onto the gold standard. Oh, okay. okay and I fucked okay. up. He, okay. And I was gonna say off the dollar and onto the Gaudi ostentatiousness. Okay. Got it. So okay. I did trip that up. And yeah. then there's like obviously the dollar not being in the gold standard. So yeah, it was, there was a lot of. I, I was yeah, confused by I, that. I did mess that up. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Trina has just some things. slow it down. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I some of the stuff is just going past me just because it's just not slow enough. And I need a one-liner punchline. I mean, if you don't have that, I mean, just just slow it down. That's all I'm saying. All right. Was that too fast? And it's it's hard to do uh, jokes uh, specifically to comedians about a comedian. I mean, but I'm I mean I'm glad that I you. I think they're all familiar did. with her at least. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but with her not here, it feels a little more uncomfortable. That's true. <laughs> I meant to mention that, that she can she can listen to this podcast in her spare time and get back to me. Um, the only other thing I was gonna say is with everything you were talking about for. Your like the last bit about Kellyanne Conway, I would cut out. You there was like a little rambly bit in there before you got to the crystal meth part, which I thought was like the real punchline. So you could trim that out. It is. I try to set it up as I'm being racist, like against black people, but I actually want to come back hard. I got you on there. All right, everybody, clap your hands wildly for Matthew Quirr. It's Ace the Rapper playing that in the fills. Hey, your next comedian, actually, I'm going to, we'll get her up to the mic and then I'm going to ask her a question before she starts her set. Uh, but she is our webmaster here at Mutiny Radio and she has hella smarty pants. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Brooke Heineken. Okay, so here's my question for you. Are you busy on Wednesday at 8 p.m.? I'm running the door for you. Yeah, actually, you're going to, can you host the Smarty Pants show? Oh, sure. Okay, cool. Because our, our, our Smarty Pants, our resident Smarty Pants, the other guy that you work with that you don't even know, Richard Kiss, uh, he had to have some emergency eye surgery. So he can't, he's, our, he's like our tech master. So he can't do the show. So I was like, who's the other Smarty Pants? <laughs> Everybody, Brooke Heineken! Get your cut off. Saul said you have an advanced degree when you posted that earlier. Um, it's, I love, I have a new appreciation for any uh, crowd where the audience is fully facing me the way that you guys all are because I did a show in Fremont where there was a couple, they were sitting at the bar right next to me so everyone could see them as well as they could see me and they were viciously making out the entire time. Uh, oh yeah, but like to an, a degree so violent that I, I was worried for my own safety. And like everyone was saying stuff to them, but no, they just wouldn't stop. They had no interest. And I'm like, I'm just like staring at them because I'm like, I can't compete with that, you know? Like everyone was looking at me as looking at them and like, 
Like I'm just standing there like there's like a copulating couple there and I'm like yelling puns at them from a foot away. I'm like the microphone is the only thing that stands between me and jail right now. Does that make sense? Like if I, if I was okay. No. Oh, all right. Uh, I so I used to work for the I used to be a, better, a contractor for the government. Um, and uh, my boss was like, do you want to go present at a conference? And I was like, that's great. Absolutely. I'll do it. And he's like, no, no, no. Let me tell you a little more. I was like, I don't care. Sign me up. I'm going. I love travel. He's like, you sure? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you're going to Tajikistan. And I was like, where the fuck is that? <laughs> um, it's uh, you ever think, though, your, your employer doesn't care about you, like you're dispensable. My my boss booked me a flight on Tajik Air. Tajik Air, I think their slogan is like, we hope you get there, or don't, whatever. Uh, but I was like, I approached this with like a, like a pre-Malaysian Airlines level of enthusiasm. Uh, made me realize though, you don't, you don't miss the safety briefing until it's gone. Uh, like all, walked onto this plane, all of these different seats didn't match each other. Uh, I, wasn't, I didn't want to look outside to make sure the wings were the same. But we quickly realized that every single other person on this Tajik air flight was, was related to each other. Uh, and you ever get that feeling when people are talking over you, about you? Uh, they would always then nominate the one person that spoke English well enough to like come communicate with us. Uh, so I flew Tajik air over this beautiful mountain range in Kazakhstan. I looked outside and oh my God, what thought, what a beautiful and wonderful place to crash and die. Uh, I realized, though, like, if, if that plane did crash, everyone would be like, well, duh. Like, it's the airline equivalent of asking for it, you know? Like, nobody would be surprised. I'm pretty sure, like, my insurance, travel insurance, covers everything except for, like, weather-related casualties, acts of God, and uh, riding on a patchwork airplane, Thontagic Air. Uh, I did get there. Um, I, uh... My grandmother does the New York Times crossword puzzle every day uh, to stay mentally sharp. And she texts me when she can't get the answers. So she texts me a few days ago to ask if Tom Petty wrote a song called Free Ballin'. Uh, I also do the New York Times crossword puzzle every day, but for a different reason, because around 11 p.m. my phone goes off. Uh, they like the, it gives me a little alert that the crossword's ready. I get all excited, like I start smiling and, and, and filling it out really fast, which gives me two benefits. Number one, I get the pride of a crossword well done. And number two, I'm thinking maybe my roommates will think that I'm sexting. Because, uh, like, I pay, I'll pay $15 a month to support the free press, but also to avoid giving off the impression of crippling loneliness, you know? Uh, is it, is it a, is prostitution if I pay for a booty call from the New York Times? I'm done. That was all I had to do today. Thank you. Brooke Heineken! Uh, I think with that uh, hot makeout story, you should be like, you know, like the microphone's the only thing standing between you and like seminal fluid. Like yeah. you're that close. Like sweat is, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, you're you're you're, uh, you're you're lining up all these negatives about the Tajik airline, and you should be like, oh, but the chicken, like whatever, whatever, was perfect. It was yeah. per- like like oh, one. Oh yeah, the one positive. Yeah, thing. yeah. Okay, that's a great idea. Using a new mic. I, I thought the airlines joke was was good. I uh, I really liked the punchline you had about missing the safety video. So definitely Thanks. hit hit that. Okay. You know, don't, don't don't rush over it. And then when you said it was pre Malaysian airline, like, I thought that was like a pretty quick and obscure ish reference, given how fast it was. Like you may want to. 
talk about that more okay. clearly. You may want to remember the Malaysian airline crash. Yeah. Or it it did, no, didn't it disappear? It never. They never found it, right? They never found it. Point being, there's a lot. There might be a list. Yeah. disappeared. They never found it. The aliens have it. Um, the, yeah. And the, the and idea the, being like, nobody, like, yeah, we knew third world airlines were dangerous, but like, it wasn't first of mine. Uh, like the crossword, but, and this might be a hacky tag, but yes. when your, your, your grandma says, uh, you know, you, you said it was free ball, um, when she asked you it was free balling, like, you, you should really be like, yeah, it, like, you know, tell her that it is and yeah. trick her. Uh, also, I do the crossword every day, so if you want to do it, I have it at Mike's. I've got a crossword book on me. Awesome. That's that. That's sweet. I thought at the beginning you had the reference. You could. I mean, it's hacky, but you could throw a threesome thing in there. Like the two people were making out, and you can lament your single woes, and then be like, "That's the closest I've gotten to a threesome." Or classic threesome where two people make out, and one of them yells jokes in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. There's the joke. (laughs) It's a classic threesome. That's what that was, right? You could say you're jerking off too, but you know, tells jokes and jerks off in the corner. But you don't have to put the jerks off in there. That just makes it gross. I'm sorry. I, I love the airline, but I think um, more about how your boss doesn't care. Like, you know, he paid so little for the ticket. Obviously, he doesn't care if I got there. Along the lines of the, you know, Tajikazaris lines, you know, you'll get there or maybe you won't. Yeah. So, so I think playing more with the boss in that relationship might uh, be a good place to get some more stuff out of that. Some more legs. I also I don't know if this is like too obscure of a thing to say, or like not obscure, but just like like a not worth the joke. But like they decided to have this conference in Tajikistan because Afghanistan was just a little too dangerous. Uh, but like Tajikistan is not much more safe. Yeah. Right. No, that'd be good. that'd be good. That kind of also uh, for a lot of you know ge- geographically but, illiterate people, it helps place that. And know, make up a different stand in the middle. So Tajikistan is a real place, and Afghanistan is a real place. But like I don't know, like Islamistan or whatever, you could like make up a stand, and we wouldn't know. And you I could, could like, like misdirect a, like us. Like a John for a Oliver, second. like double redirect from like made up states like like Kyrgyzstan and then like, right, yeah. right 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 exactly like, oh no that's a real place too or he's like yeah. you, didn't, you didn't even notice <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean especially if you're going to talk about how dangerous it is it's like in this political climate it seems like it's a good idea to make up a dangerous place instead of using you know calling oh, interesting yeah dangerous. Oh, a made up you know dangerous I mean? place yeah yeah and then also I agree with the boss stuff, but I think you should put it at the end. Like it dawns on you as you're getting off the flight. Like, Ooh. wait a second. He's trying to get rid of me. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's sending you to a country where you could get killed. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. The arranged driver is just some lunatic. And, yeah. and sp- speaking of this whole plane flight thing, I would like to know what the food on the plane is too, just because if you're going, if you're on Taj Air or whatever it is, like you could make up some weird foods. It, it would be fun, like, because, like, you know, airplane food. You think airplane food is bad. <laughs> Third world airplane if food. You ever, yeah, have you ever flown on Taj Air? Yeah, I mean, could, you could do a whole, like, um, Who's that guy? Jerry Seinfeld. Silly. Yeah. What's what the deal? Airlines? What's the deal with... Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with war-torn yeah. airline food? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
on that note, I mean, I, I was taking the airline food as a positive, and I just thought of this, like you'd say, you know, the, the chicken, the sauce was to die for. Well, I mean, you know, not on this flight, yeah. you know. <laughs> and about, like, where you're going, it's like, he sent me here, and I was like, oh, great. But let's face it, I'm an American. I don't know where the fuck Tajikistan is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, I could say, like, it's the Middle Eastern equivalent of, like, Iowa. Like, yeah. nobody can put it on a map, but I'm sure we all learned about it in geography school. I like yeah. Iowa for anybody's on the Iowa, Ohio, any of those weird states. <laughs> the ones in the middle, like I can't. Tennessee, <laughs> any ones that don't touch water, you know those. There's something wrong with those people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm uh, I'm oceanist. <laughs> Sorry, uh, everybody, clap wildly for our webmaster Brooke Heinegan. Super funny lady just added her to the universe thing. You're on the tickets. It's official. You're even on the thing. Now I tagged you. Uh, I'm going to ask your next comedian a very similar question because she also has advanced degrees. She's a very funny lady. She has a show here on Sunday nights from 6 to 8 called The Immutables. You're going to love her, everybody. Uh, clap wildly for Trina Roderick. What do you think about the gangster rap? You like it? The gang. Oh, I was just playing gangster rap. Oh, so my it. other my it. other question for rap. you is that on that same night on that same Smarty Pants show, mm-hmm. and I know that you have a law degree, uh, Alanya Becker, allegedly, that I just paid fucking four hundred dollars for today. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, but that and I know you have a master's in history. I literally paid four hundred and twenty dollars for that today for your law degree. Yeah. Wow. I mean, for well, my bar dues. Bar. Oh, they they have you dues. It's four hundred twenty. That's so funny. Are you allowed to smoke? Do they let and you that's smoke pot? Minimum. That's low as I could get it. Wow. Well, except then when I brought the reimbursement request to my boss, he was like, "No, you can get it lower. We're only reimbursing three eighty something." I was like, "Fuck, dude!" It doesn't pay to be a lawyer. Fucking nonprofit. Nonprofit. Fuck nonprofit. So my point is that uh, Alanya Becker, her, she was gonna lose her job if uh, she's in the show. How much she was. No, 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 she was just in the festival and she like, sent me an email today. She's, oh, like, okay. she's like, I can't come on Wednesday, otherwise I'll lose my job. I have to come Aww. on Thursday. So we had an opening on the well, Smarty what if Pants I go show. To work her job. Well, so, no, what I'm asking is. Well, you, I could work her job. No, I'd like you to do. I'm asking you to be on the show. I'm asking you to be on the show. I've been a lawyer. I'm asking you to be on the show on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. I can date an entry. Can you? Can you Whatever be on the show on Wednesday at 8 o'clock? Smarter shit than that that she does. Well, can you, assuming anything. So I'll, I'll Facebook you, but I, I'm just asking if you could be on the show on Wednesday at 8 o'clock, the Smarty Pants show. Yeah, message me. Okay, good. All right, everybody, clap your hands wildly. Let's listen to her set. It's Trina Roderick. But I have to oh, early because I have a long day on Thursdays. This yeah, you can go first. Day. You can go first And I have want. a trial Thursday afternoon. You can go first. Okay. Eight o'clock. You'll be up. Well, you'll be up after Brooke. She's going to be the host, and she's going to do the first ten minutes. And you the to, you'll be out the door at eight thirty. Roast of Brooke Hanekin. <laughs> Woohoo! Where's the dais? <laughs> Who's in the dais? <laughs> I'm gonna roast the <laughs> shit out of that bitch. Oh, is she still here? <laughs> oh, you know, the th- you know that I love about joke workshop. I feel under no obligation whatsoever to have any material. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, let's talk to Pam. Yeah. I turn into Cole Chapman. I'm like, just going to comment on my shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Yay. 
So, like, Richard Pryor would not start a set until he had, like, gotten an, like, off-the-cuff laugh out of the audience. He would not, which kind of makes sense to me. So, I'm going to need you to laugh so I can start my set, dude. Sorry, I was pointing at, what's your name? Arden. At Arden. I've asked you that before on stage before. Have I? I knew it. I was like, fuck, I've, like, picked on this dude before. I am just, I'm the worst with names, Alan. For real. Oh, God. So, uh, so, yeah, I, uh. I was having drinks in San Jose with Jade a couple weeks ago. And she's like, you know, giving me some dating advice. I appreciate we're a couple of, you know, young single chicks out and about. Except for not on the internet. So she was, I was, she was like, well, you know what, Trina? Trina, you're really old. (laughs) Which... I had put together. I had figured that one out. <clears throat> no, and it doesn't bother me, actually. I don't give a shit. I really don't. I'll explain that in a minute. She's like, you're really old. Uh, you need to project confidence. I was like, fuck. I just changed all of my profile pictures to pictures of me and my cat. How much more confident I can get than that? Quite frankly, <laughs> I mean, for real. I take myself down on stage all the time, like down, like I go down. You know, I go down, Pam, because that's what we're supposed to do up here. We're supposed to go down for the audience so they can feel good. And the problem with being a stand-up comic is when you take yourself down and bomb, that just <laughs> looks pathetic, right? Like you're like. My life, right? It's like, and I do cat material, a lot, a lot of fucking cat material, Brooke. A lot of fucking cat material. Okay. <laughs> what, you think you've got a dog that's going to mean something to me? I don't think so. I was like, well, what? Okay, what else can I do? Like, I've seen those leotards that have that are like black background with stars and asteroids and then cat photos on them? Yeah. Like, is that what I need to do? Those are rad. I need to wear astro cat tarts? Well, everyone should. That's what I gotta do! Sure. To project confidence! Astro cat tarts! <laughs> That's where I gotta take it. Fuck, dude. Ugh, anyway. So, uh... So, yeah, no, I mean, you guys saw Neil Brennan, right? Did you guys see that? So good. So good. Am I going to get the butt? No! Who else is here? Who in the fuck? What do you... Oh, please. I'm, I'm, I'm eating into their... Let me... I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm in their comment time now. That's what's No, happening. no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Keep doing your shit. And that was part of it. Like, that's confidence. I'm a fucking lawyer. <laughs> like, you're going to get me off the stage? Pam? Honestly? You think I can't take... What was your name again? Matt? <laughs> Alan? And, um... Darren? You think I can't take these three? 
and Brooke. Sorry, Brooke. I'm sorry, Brooke. You're really the person I'm worried about. I, well, I remember their names too. That was just part of the bit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my problem. So anyway, that's that's all I was gonna say. I mean, I do. Yeah. That's it. Trina Roderick. Trina, Trina, motherfucking Roderick. What? What? Everybody trying to have a <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, you know, it seemed like you were making fun of Brooke, but I feel like you were making fun of me. Is that true? Uh, and, uh, that was what I was trying I, to do. Did I miss the no, target? I, I walked right into it. I was serving myself as the foil. Uh, oh, fuck. I had something else to say, but now it skipped my mind. All right, let's Because you're like more like saran wrap than foil to me, but okay, fine. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was just word association. Okay, because foil, foil you can reuse, but plastic wrap you can't. Well, I don't know what other things have to do with plastic. Dude, wrap. I don't know how kind of wasteful you are at your house. Yeah, actually, I I I use I used uh, tin foil twice today, um, and, <laughs> and then I threw it away. Jonathan said, "Can we? Should we save this again?" I said, "No, no, no. I think we can throw this away." Well, I got. I mean, recycle. Yeah, once you smoke meth out of it. It's <laughs> Uh, He's wrapped in pizza. Excellent Cole Chapman act out. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great Cole Chapman impression. Uh, I thought you were bet like, like the whole really old thing. Like I understand it's self-deprecating. It's very funny though. Is that good Cole Chapman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you don't look, I mean, did you just get Botox because you have no lines on your forehead? You look great. Not that that's... Smoke and mirrors if you get up close... Wait, trust, well, me, from maybe trust me trust me I have five more amazing, minutes on this shit it's the amazing light here at Mutiny Radio but you look it's, like a it's young pixie no kids. you look like you could be in you could be in Peter Pan right Don't now you could kids. fly in the air and be that, that shit I have, have like kids? I have no crusties on my heels I have like baby smooth heels why because I have no children ah oh. You look, you do. It's funny when you make fun of yourself for being old because you look so young. So that's like a reverse on the audience right there. That's so sweet of you. And I honestly, like, though, Pam, for real, I could not be any more confident. I mean, I have my triggers. Don't get me wrong. Right. Like, you don't like get this confident without people trying to fuck with you. So <laughs> you should add all this into the bit. <laughs> I was going to. I was going to, but I have a. I wasn't sure how to talk about it. That's actually where I was intending to go. And it just took longer to get there than I thought. You know, well, it's because you you look like this. I mean, looks are deceiving. Like your brain and your soul are all fortuitous and amazing things. But you're packaged in this like little Peter Pan. I know. You know? Yeah. So like that's something that I might play with. Like you're like, I know. That's I know I look like this. And you think this. But that, I mean... Yeah, there could be something fun there with the, because I mean you really you well, do you know look like a twelve year old. It's you know weird. what was fascinating though is we were working on a bit and in the bit she was like, okay, I get really dark in this bit, and the darkness was that she feels like a burden to everyone. Oh, and that like was it's kind of stuck with me, and I'm trying to noodle that one because I have triggers now that are new that I have to deal with. And I don't know how to deal with them, and so one of the one of the sort of consequences of having these new triggers is that 
I feel like I'm a burden to people because I have to say, okay, and I don't even know how to say. So it was fascinating to me, these two, like I feel like on the one hand, I could not be any more of my own agent, like I earn my own money and blah, blah, blah. But yet this one thing makes me feel like so much of a burden that I people aren't going to want to be around me. It's going to be too much work. I know, right? But that's what I thought about but her that, too. Yeah, it's like we're you're both, like you're so cute crippled. that no one wants to hang out with you. Like I don't. It's well, like, it, no, it's it's more complicated than that. Yeah, but, no, and that's part of the problem. Is it's right. complicated, and I have to be like this complicated person now, which fucking <laughs> really. It's a pain in the ass. And, and so, but it just, it's fascinating to me how we're so extremely opposite and yet we're both taken down by the same fear. Well, I, Sorry. And yeah. I want to do the Neil Brennan emotional stuff. So now I'm just well, trying the, to figure out a way to do that. So I think you, I think you maybe have already figured it out and maybe I haven't realized it because mm-hmm. I really liked uh, how direct it was basically as in I, I'm super confident and then saying all the cat stuff you do, I thought it was hilarious. Like, what a, oh, okay, what a great good. juxtaposition. I like how direct that was. And I think you could just do that and do the confident thing. It was clearly really funny. And then you could be really serious once that's done and be right. like, okay, well, you know what? Actually, it, it, it's actually pretty complicated. And you can maybe be honest mm-hmm. and revealing right there. And I think yeah, people would okay. react well to that because it's a... And then you can maybe just switch back to hyper confident for a second if you want to. But <laughs> right, I, I, I think, yeah, I, think I can you, I think you already have me. it. I think you just got to play a little more. And this persona right now that you're so personable and we've all been laughing mm-hmm. and talking, that works really well yeah. for you too. Mm-hmm. So don't feel afraid to pull back the veil and be like, here I am as a real yeah. person. Because you have a couple different modes like, here I'm performing for you and this is what I'm doing. And then if you like strip it and you're like, okay, yeah. this is really me, that's... Because then it also sort of illuminates what you're talking about is you think I'm this way because I look this way, but I'm actually this way. But now I'm being this way. Like I was acting this way. Ha ha ha. So it's like, it's almost sort of being meta, like within, like you can play with the audience and get normal like this and in longer sets and then like relate with them. I'll try. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you don't need material. Just like raw Trina is just yeah, like fine. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yay! That's so nice of you. And also, uh, some dating advice. Have you thought of lowering your standards? <laughs> it's not to what? You've been you've been sitting on that one. Ever since the Brooke Heineken joke, right? You can come with me to Bender's anytime. Just lower your standards and come with yeah. me. <laughs> like, it's good. Everybody, Trina Roderick. Hey, this is a lovely and productive joke workshop today. I'm having a lot of fun. And uh, your next comedian of the evening, he also has a show here at Mutiny Radio on Wednesday evenings from 10 to midnight. It's called The Night Space, where he writes for an hour feverishly as high as he can be and then everybody acts out his <laughs> stories and it's great every week you guys you really need to check in the night space he's also the host of uh east of the rockies because he joins us all the way from new jersey everybody love him up right now it's arden marchetta thank you pam thank you mutiny thanks everybody for being here tonight um I'm just kind of stream of consciousnessing today because uh, one, I'm sober. Whoa! Yeah, no pot today. Well, no pot in the last two hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How many donuts have you eaten? Uh, I've had two and a half. <laughs> um, Can I grab a donut? Yeah, go for it. Get in there, man. You always had donuts. 
Yeah. Um, it's become, you know, it's because I'm such a fat ass, right? I mean, I weigh 128 pounds. What the fuck am I doing? Uh, Yes, I need to eat more goddamn donuts. Uh, Trina, I love your stuff. I love you being up here doing your thing. I love that you're an attorney. Uh, I think he's sitting on you. I I am kind of because uh, well, it's just I'm I'm single. I'm out there. I've I've been on OK Cupid since 2006. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, all the way back then. Uh, so clearly, it's everybody else's problem, right? <laughs> like, I don't know what... What's, I've done this in Brooklyn. I've done it in New Jersey. I've done it in Philadelphia. I've done it in San Francisco, Colorado. Clearly, the right women do not live in any of these places. Right? And I also think it's because I, I, I cap my age range at about 45 all right, so I, I think maybe I got to push higher. Um, I'm 33. I, I, I don't look a day over 12. Uh, I actually had a girl hit on me at a party, but she was really shy about it. And I was like, what's up? She goes, how old are you? And I'm like, 33. And she goes, oh, thank God. And I was like, why? How old are you? And she goes, 34, but I thought you were like 20. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, well, why is that a problem? Huh? I'd fuck you if I was 20. <laughs> I'll fuck anything. Jesus Christ. Give me a shot. Ah, man. Uh, But yeah, it's... uh, Speaking of attorneys, everyone I know is an attorney. Uh, My father's an attorney. My brother's an attorney. Half my fraternity uh, are all lawyers. And uh, it's weird because I have a lot of happy childhood memories of being on vacation and faxes being shoved under the door all day. And it's like, Arden, what is that? Go get it. It might be a fax. Got to run it over. Or a phone's ringing all the time. And uh, I remember one particular vacation, Lake George, New York, camping out on an island. It's dawn. And up comes this poor associate paddling a boat with a red well, going, I got this for Tony. <laughs> I know, it's not a very funny image, but anyway. Uh, speaking of other happy things, I... Uh, We'll try this bit again because I'm still still noodling with it. Um, you really can like destroy a person and make them a champion at the same time. Like my mother, she was queen at this, right? She would show up to a track meet, and I foot fault twice at doing the long jump, and she would go. The best piece of encouragement. You're going to fuck it up, Arden. And it worked. That very track meet, I got two golds, long jump, high jump, and a friggin' bronze for the uh, 4 by 400 right, where I brought our team from fifth to third right, on the anchor leg. And I'm like, I did it. I did real great. And she goes, two golds and a bronze ain't three golds. So I'm a stand-up comedian today because I'm still reaching, reaching for those dreams, trying to get there. Uh, oh, man, what do I want to leave you on? Uh, I'm still trying to figure out what my Achilles heel is. Like, what's going to bring me down? Is it my pride? I don't think so. I'm too proud of that. Is it my clinical depression? Maybe. 
you know, the thoughts of killing yourself, stuff like that. But I, mm, my laziness and my procrastination, I always put it off to tomorrow. And it's my self-sabotage. I, I'd fuck it up anyway. I just wind up, you know, doing it terribly. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's about all that's run out of my brain. Uh, thanks for listening. Arden March at a, talking about high school to impress Trina Roderick. Yeah. Yeah. Long jump. Did you do the triple jump, too? No, Hop, just... skip, jump, baby. What? No. Uh. No, nope, no triple jump. Did you do the high jump? Did you go over the bar? Yeah. Uh, You're so little, I bet you flew over it like crazy. No, the, the highest I ever got was 4'8", and that oh, was in the no! eighth grade. And then I stopped doing that event because I tore an Achilles. Oh, so. no, that's terrible. My, my, my friend was the same size as you. She was a girl, though, and she was like jumping 5'8". It was crazy. Hey, we can we can uh, share each other's pants if you ever want because you're 128 pounds. So if you have any problem with pants, we can always share pants. Yeah, I'm wearing 2930s right there now. There you go, there you go. I just thought that was funny because I was like, look, we're the same size, me and Arden Marchetta. Other people have real comments. <laughs> yeah, when you get a 30 waist, that's a man size waist, <laughs> 30 minimum. Uh, I was going to say, did you try to say half my fraternity's an attorney? Uh, our, our t- yeah, I, I think I got a little. Yeah, that's yeah. a good tongue twister. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I was gonna. Cry. I didn't think that was intentional, but it worked out well. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. Um, I guess I'm talking now. Uh, uh, I thought you hitting on Trina was really good. Good job. Um, yeah, I don't know the, the last part of your story. I've heard that before, and it's done better. And I think it's. You sounded like more sad tonight. Like people yeah. aren't gonna laugh when you say clinical depression. People aren't gonna laugh at it unless they think that you're actually okay. They're gonna be concerned. Yeah, the problem is I am sober and I did come from therapy tonight, so it's <laughs> still a little raw. Still. Why don't you open with that? Well, that's funny because we all from, know where you're at. Yeah, like, but it, it can know. also be a downer. It can be also be off-putting. Like you know, a lot of people are gun shy about the whole therapy. No, thing. you can afford therapy. That makes you a catch. Are you oh, kidding me? Actually, like it, fucking. You, you know what? What? You know what's really funny? I've been overpaying the co-pays for the past month, so now I've got credits for sessions for like two more months. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you with your mental health. <laughs> okay, a couple of things. Number one, I, as an attorney, always, I shouldn't say always, I struggled with everything, right? It's all hard. It's all unprecedented. For me in particular, as a woman who um, was in high school in the 80s, like my generation of women was the first generation that really um, sort of broke out of the homemaker mold, right? And so I was like, for the longest time throughout law school and undergrad lamenting the fact that I didn't have a mom that was more like just on my like I couldn't tell my mom what I was struggling with because it would hurt her literally and we have this biological need not to hurt our parents right so my first job out of law school was you know and so again the whole time I'm like oh if only I had a mom who was a role model for me I don't have that I heard so the, the public defender that, and my first job out of law school was female, right? So she's just been recently appointed by the governor and I got to know her as a person, which was great. And she was great as a person and as an attorney. And she had a daughter mm-hmm. who was, she was constantly on all the time. Yeah. And I realized 
oh, I wouldn't be a lawyer today if I had a mom that was saying shit like that to me. Right. Like what you described your mom saying to you. Yeah. Like I, you know, so for what it's worth, like just try to date a chicken law school because you're always going to be attracted to attorneys. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Like when I date a guy that has a relative, particularly a father that's an attorney, I can see that glint in his eye and I know that like... Yeah, the, the Trina, did you miss the concept that he was hitting on you? Are you not? <laughs> you won't. You won't. You won't. You won't. You don't go young. You don't do that thing. You don't. You don't take the. I mean, I'll be an example. Ten years. It's a. Gr- it's a great. They're the, the 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 men of our days are lame. These millennials. I'm telling you. I am not I'm a sorry. goddamn motherfucking millennial. <laughs> We have to correct that shit. (laughs) Where are you? You're a millennial. Jonathan's a millennial. You're on the cusp. No, I'm Gen Y. I'm the lost generation. But you're the end of Gen Y. Oh, come on, Arden. You're at the very end of Gen Y. Please. You're at the very bottom of Gen Y. You're at the very top. Oh. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Arden. I didn't mean to like. No, it's cool. Um, No, it's. Oh, and yeah. you are too young for me. No, no my too young. He's not too young for I can, you. I could go ten Why years younger. Why do you? Yeah, but he's my not. Limit. It's not that much. Fun. It's fifteen years. What's well, a what's fifteen's nothing. Come on, fifteen is no, nothing. Uh, it's not that. Look it's at this. Not that. It's not that, Arden. Okay. You're this very, is valuable information nice for me that she doesn't like to go young. This is valuable <laughs> information. Not that young. I can go ten years. Uh, we're changing this podcast now, and now it is dating Trina Roderick with Arden Marchetta <laughs> and Matthew Quirk, who are speed dating right now. Now. I loved it. I loved that you went into the whole thing about your your high school things. I'm like, he's speed dating her right now. He's fucking speed dating her. It was rad. <laughs> so, you know, speed dating is really bullshit. It really is. It? Yeah, I've done it, and it's it's everything from you, uh, you hear the same bullshit description of yourself like 500 times in a row, uh-huh. or you get the person where talking to them is like pulling teeth. Like, how do you not understand a conversation goes, I say something, you say something, you say something, I say something, not I have to ask you a bajillion questions and you right. give me monotone responses. But wouldn't you want to find that out in five minutes? Well, you do, but oh, then you just, you get real sad by the end. Oh. You just like, because you fill out your you card and you're like, oh, I like number shit. number two, number seven, number one, and yeah. then you don't get any matches back. Um, and you're like, oh, well, there went that. And no feedback as to why. As to why, yep. You should do a whole bit on dating. If you've been in my okay first year here in San Francisco, I went on over a hundred first dates. <gasps> wow! Where is your this? You got to bring this on your pod. You got to bring these girls yeah, back see, from these hundred first dates and bring them on your podcast and talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my god! You yeah. should bring back. You should find as many of them as you can for your hundred first dates and bring them back on your podcast and be yeah. like, you know, let's talk so, about my what's wrong with me. Social anxiety would prevent that. No, but you could be like, tell me what's wrong with me. Why did you not date me again? What's wrong? Well, there with was me? the one girl. Great. The the only one I really want to find out is the the few that kept telling me uh you know we would go out we'd have a great night and then at the end of the night we make out a little bit and i go okay i'll, I'll text you tomorrow and we'll make plans they go oh great you know and then i text them the next day and their response text was i had a great time but i've decided i'm getting back with my ex oh. well, what the fuck is that i show you a great time and you go oh i forgot about steve like, <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 there's, there's somebody That's a out great there. joke. That's, you say that you. again. That's really funny. That's yeah. a great joke. That sounds like a good jo- time. That's a best. really, that's a really, that's really Thank funny. You. Yep. you dated me and, and you forgot all about Steve. Yep. It's very funny. Uh, Arden, lovely times. 
Hey, uh, that's this is kind of unless anybody has any more comments, this is kind of the end of joke workshop tonight. We're ending a little early, which makes me happy as fuck. Uh, no, it's great. It was great tonight. I'm really actually happy with tonight. I feel like overall everybody got great comments. Everybody was totally engaged in the whole time. Like, uh, clap for yourselves. Yay, us. Yay, us. Yay, we're cool. Yay, everything worked out. Uh, please, please, please join us for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival starting on Wednesday with the locals only show at six o'clock all locals and then we get into the rest of the festival with 50 comedians from all over the United States 25 shows in 5 days it's going to be amazing on that first day at 8 o'clock you should come see the Smarty Pants show now hosted by Brooke Heineken and uh, starring Trina Roderick and uh, two other people from out of town whatever (laughs) Uh, but it's going to be a great time so buy your tickets now on universe.com and uh, everything's gonna turn out okay. Let's keep drinking beer. Whoever said Astro Cat Turds Tards? Uh, that's the name of my new band. Who said that? Astro Cat Tards? Yeah, that's the name of my new band. Let's be in a band together. We're gonna call it Astro Cat Tards. Uh, it's gonna be a fun time. Uh, hey, everybody, coming up next FTW Forever Two Wheels. That's because motorcycles are cool, motherfucker. Fuck the world. All right. Fuck the world. Forever Two Wheels. Uh, thank you again, Jonathan uh, Moore, for being a really great companion and helping me out today and being like the, I would say that like you're the co-director of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because you have the car. <laughs> We've got all the beer for the bar now, everybody. It's here. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, there's enough beer here that I'll have a good time. Whether audience shows up or not, it's fine. I'll have a good time because there's plenty of beer. Yay! There'll be plenty of beer, so I'll have a good time. Yay! That's so sad. I uh, love you guys. Bye. To your crib, get shot. It's a mission, get the body drop. What you really wanna know? And I don't bend no pops in the shots everywhere. And you get the body drop. Yeah, put them in the coffin. You ain't talking about nine. Six feet under, and you know. Alex! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical, free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tushar Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to 
www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, what a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, JankyTown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. 
Germany. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstraußlaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great, because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. It's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com